We are going to be in 2 Corinthians, and last week we looked at 2 Corinthians chapter 3 about being conformed to the image of Christ and how when we spend time with Christ, um, that allows us to behold the glory of God, and then in turn, we are changed uh, into that same image. But I just kind of wanted to continue that thought, or at least uh, God, I think, continues that thought um, later on here in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4. And uh, I think this is something very valuable for us as believers because I think if we get a hold of this, it'll really help us in our Christian faith walk in dealing with other people and uh, allowing us to use God's grace to transform the lives of others. So this morning we're going to be looking at treasure in jars of clay, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and uh, verse number 7. And uh, we're going to go ahead and read uh, verses 7 through 18. So let's take a look at these verses here, what God says. He says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake. So that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh, so death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed, and so I spoke, we also believe, and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. And in verse 15, the Bible says this, For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wash, wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory, Beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, come to this passage of scripture, and God, this just speaks volumes of your mercy, your grace, and your love towards us. God, help us as followers of Jesus to live this out. God, we cannot live this way in our own strength, in our own power. We need a supernatural strength and ability to do this. Lord, I pray that the things that I have gathered here, they are just earthly things. They are things that doesn't necessarily have weight, that doesn't necessarily have wisdom behind it. But God, I pray through your spirit, through your power, through your word, that you will make these things visible, make them understandable. Help us to see what our ministry is as followers of Jesus. I thank you for these 
fellow Christians here. I want to pray if there's one here today that does not know Christ, that you would draw them uh, into your presence. Help them to turn to Jesus, to repent of their sin, and turn to Christ. So grateful for your love for us. We ask all this in your name. Amen. So let's dive here into these few verses here about treasure in jars of clay. Now, when I was out in New Mexico, um, there's quite a few uh, Indian artists out there, and they make a lot of uh, clay pots, Indian pots, and they will fire them, they'll decorate them. Uh, I think this is done by a, uh, a group of Indians uh, called Hopi. This is a Hopi type of uh, pot. But there's different styles and things like that. But I got this in um, New Mexico, and this is actually from uh, Acoma, New Mexico, but they were selling it in a place, a tourist trap called Old Town. So if you ever go to Albuquerque, steer away from Old Town. It's a tourist trap, okay? <laughs> no, it's, it's really neat. There's a lot of things there. If you're ever out there, you'll see a lot of interesting things. But you think about this passage of Scripture, and the Bible tells us that we are treasure, that in us we are jars of clay, and inside of us is this treasure that we are supposed to be putting on display. Now, there's no treasure in this, but it's empty. And I think so many times in our lives, we as believers in Christ, we are supposed to be harboring this treasure. We are supposed to be allowing this treasure to be seen by others. How is that possible? How, is how are people supposed to see a treasure in us, a jar of clay? Well, it's interesting because God's word goes through with us and he tells us. Now, I think it's important to set the backstory for Paul writing this, okay? In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 5 through 10, um, it's quite evident that the Corinthian church was encountering some persecution. Listen to what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. He says, For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God." who raises the dead, he delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that, we will, that he will deliver us again. You know, who better to talk about suffering and persecution than the Apostle Paul? I mean, even in verse number eight there, Paul talks about even despairing of life, that how that they were pressed out of measure in Asia. And you can read about that in Acts chapter 19 and 20, about all the things that Paul encountered while there in Asia. I mean, uh, he suffered a flogging in a Jewish court. In 1 Corinthians 15, he talks about being set forth uh, to wild beast, not in the fact of men, uh, 
animals that were going to like tear them apart, but men that were so angry of the preaching that Paul was doing that they were so angered, they were like wild beasts just ready to tear them apart. He suffered a riot in Asia. I mean, this guy went through a lot of stuff. And so now he's writing to the Corinthian church here and he's saying, look, the same sufferings that you are going through, he says, it's for a purpose. It's for a reason. And he says, so people can see the treasure that is in a clay jar. Now, what would happen if I were to take this and I were to chuck it straight across the room and hit the back wall there? Would this withstand that? No, it'd be crushed, wouldn't it? It'd fall apart. You'd see me in the, in the room back there with Gorilla Glue trying to put all this thing back together. By the way, have you seen that new, uh, the commercial with the gorilla that comes up? They got the table, they're like dragging it out to like the dump and the gorilla shows up. <laughs> he's got glue. He's, yeah, anyways, pretty funny. Um, but as a treasure in an earthen vessel, Paul says here that as we encounter sufferings and persecution and difficulties in life, People are supposed to see a treasure in an earthen vessel. So we're going to take a look here at a few things about this treasure in an earthen vessel. So this sets for us the context of what Paul is talking about. So let's take a look here at a, a couple of things. Number one, the purpose behind jars of clay. Notice what he says here. But we have this treasure, in verses 7 through 10, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. You know, as a vessel, as a jar, the only thing that a jar is good for is to receive and to pour. To receive and to pour. To receive and to pour. And this is so amazing. God has chosen us, frail human beings. Our lives have been marked by sin. Our lives have been destroyed by sin. God has chosen us to carry. He did not choose angels. He has chosen us to carry a great treasure in a jar of clay. And what are we to be doing with that? Receiving and pouring. Receiving and pouring. Receiving and pouring. What is our purpose as jars of clay? To receive and to pour. Paul puts it this way. He says the purpose for us is that we are to be servants for Jesus' sake. That's our ministry. That's what we are to be doing Receiving and pouring. Receiving and pouring. Listen, look at the text here again. It says that they were afflicted, but they were not crushed. They were perplexed, having no way out, being at loss mentally, being surrounded by doubt, but never in despair. They were persecuted, but never forsaken. And they were struck down, but never destroyed. They were servants 
for Jesus' sake. Now, we're not facing persecution here necessarily today. It's not like we got like uh, the government coming in here telling us that we can't worship. But I think this still rings true for us today in the fact as believers, we still suffer. We still go through hard times and difficulties. And our jar of clay is being beaten up every single day. But we have a treasure inside. And what are we supposed to be doing to that treasure? Pouring, 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 pouring. Giving it out, giving it out, giving it out. And you know what people see in your life? They see you going through a great difficulty. They see you going through a, a catastrophe in life. They see you encountering a train wreck in your life. And as you continue to pour, people see a great treasure coming out of a jar of clay. So the Bible tells us that we are a jar of clay and we are his servants. I can't help but think about Jesus. As when Jesus came, he did not come to be served. What did he do? He came to serve. He came to give his life a ransom for many. He came to do the Father's will. Not his will, but the Father's will. He was always giving. He was always giving of himself. Remember when he was out there and the crowds would just throng him? They would come to him and they said, oh man, if we could just but touch the hem of his garment, if we, could, if we could just be close to him. He was always giving and giving of himself. And what did they do to him? They crucified him. And yet, even on the cross, Jesus Christ still gave. He gave his life. A beautiful life, a perfect life, a holy life. He gave his blood. He gave it all on the cross. And when he cried out, it is finished. He opened up the floodgates of salvation for all of us to experience it. He gave. And so we, in turn, as believers, God has chosen us to be people that give, people that pour out this treasure that we have in an earthen vessel. I want you to notice the second thing about this. So not only the purpose behind the jars of clay, but secondly, we find here, our treasure is Jesus Christ. Look at verses 10 through 14. He says, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you, since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. Notice how Paul ties in this with verse number 10. Why are we troubled? Why are we perplexed? Why are we persecuted? So that the life of Jesus, this great treasure in us, will be made manifest in our body. In times of great distress and disappointment, don't lose heart in your life. 
In times of difficulty and hardship, don't lose heart. In poverty and persecution, don't lose heart. In trouble and afflictions, don't lose heart. In trials and griefs in your life, don't lose heart. In catastrophe and tragedy, don't lose heart. And look at verse number 13. I love this. Paul says, we have the same spirit. Now, he quotes a Bible verse here. And anytime you see when somebody quotes another Bible verse, try to find where that verse is because it will give you some great insight to what God is trying to get across to us. In verse 13, he says, but we also have the same spirit of faith. And he writes here, he says, according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. Where is he talking about that? Well, if you turn your Bibles, we'll go over to uh, the book of Psalms. Psalms 116 and verse number 10. We find that exact verse that Paul quotes. Now here is David and he's writing. And in verse number 10, he says, I believed even when I spoke, I am greatly afflicted. Now think about the life of David. This was a guy that went through some great afflictions. Remember when he was running from King Saul? He was hiding in caves. I mean, Saul was just breathing heavily down on his neck. And David's like, hey, wh what did I do? I was just anointed of the Lord to be king. And now I got this guy who's trying to kill me. David suffered great affliction in his life. But in all of that, he was still able to speak. And what did he speak? He spoke of his great God. He spoke of the everlasting God. He spoke of his great Savior, even in times of great affliction and difficulty in his life. Have you had some catastrophes in your life happen? If you've had some difficulties, some trials, some hardships in life when it seemed like there was no way that there was no light at the end of the tunnel, in that time, in that great times of difficulty, we still need to speak. We still need to pour. We still need to allow the life of Jesus to be manifested in our life. So Paul says here, he says, we speak. We continue to speak. Speak what, Paul? What are we supposed to be speaking? We're supposed to be speaking about the grace of Jesus Christ and how it's working in our life. Now I have here, let me see here. Let me borrow, uh, let me borrow the Miller guys back there. Zach, Josh, and uh, David, right? Okay. Let me borrow you guys here real quick. Now, which one of you three is the strongest? <laughs> okay. All right. Which one's the weakest? The little. <laughs> we'll let you guys dis uh, settle that dispute on your own. Okay. But I want you to hold this cup here. Okay. Now, your brothers. Okay. They are going to be afflicting you. Okay. You are a jar of clay. Okay. And I'm going to pour some stuff in this, some water. Don't drink it. Okay. And you are in turn are supposed to be pouring it out as you are being afflicted and crushed and perplexed, beaten up 
everywhere you go. Now I have some other cups here, okay? And I'm gonna need some other volunteers to hold these because he's gonna be coming and he's going to be pouring out what he's been given, okay? So I need uh, somebody who'd like to take a cup of help. Who needs some help in their life? Nobody, okay. Anybody, all right. Tom, yes, you need some help, all right? Forgiveness, who needs forgiveness in their life? <laughs> who? All right, Teresa. Who needs some grace in their life? Etta. Who needs some love in their life? Somebody to show love towards you, kindness. All right. And who needs some mercy in their life? Katie, you need some mercy? All right. Okay. All right. So the idea here is our treasure is Jesus Christ. So here, Jesus Christ pours into our life. And as he's pouring, he's going to be afflicted. He's going to be troubled. So you guys are going to have to really beat him up now, okay? <laughs> now, there are people that we are encountering every single day of our life that need mercy, they need love, they need grace. They need forgiveness. And we are to be pouring out the life of Jesus into their life. Go ahead. Find somebody that you can pour mercy into. Who has got mercy? Katie, all right. Now you guys need to be afflicting him. Come on, let's do it. Afflict him. Come on. Hurry, get over there. Afflict him. Hurry. Afflict him. Beat him up. No, you didn't fill her cup up. You got to fill it all the way. Pour it out. All the way. All right, come on. Let's afflict him. Beat him up. He needs some more. Who else needs something? Afflict him. Come on. Let's beat him up. Beat him up. Beat him up. It's okay. It's all right. He needs some help. Who, who needs help? Right over here. He needs it. We need more. Hurry, you got to pour some more. Who else needs some stuff? Right back there. Teresa needs some help. She needs some help. She needs some help. Pour your life out. Pour the life of Jesus out. Who has forgiveness? Who, you had forgiveness? Who has love? Carrie. Now, I want you to watch this. I'm going to pour his cup up. But he's going to decide not to pour out. What has he just done? He's not allowing the life of Jesus to be manifested in his life. He's not allowing the truth of the gospel, the necessity of the gospel, to be poured out into other people's lives. He's hoarding it. He's keeping it all to himself. Can I tell you, I don't think it's the fact of that we know that we are to be giving out Jesus to others. I think we know that and I think we know it well. But I think the reality of it is that when it comes down to it, we just don't love people. 
Because if we love people, we would be giving out Jesus to others. Really pouring ourselves out as a servant for Jesus' sake. She needs love. Go pour her some. Afflict him. Come on. <laughs> Who else? Who else needs something else? Etta, what do you need? Grace. She needs grace in her life. Give her some grace. Where's the affliction? I don't want to give it all on her. Who else needs something? We got any more? Do we cover everybody? Now that's not the exhausted list, of course. But every single time that Christ is giving him things, he is to be giving that out to others. So if Christ is giving him grace, he needs to be exercising grace towards others and pouring it out in his life. When Christ shows him unmeasurable, unmatchless love, he is to be pouring that out and giving that out to others. And it's a constant process. Now, everybody else that has been given, you know what you're supposed to be doing? Pouring that out. Giving it out. Keep pouring it out. And it's a continual cycle. And this will never run empty. That's what's so amazing about God and his grace is this never runs empty. Now, I couldn't do that here this morning. I'd have to have a hose hooked up to it or something like that. But it never runs empty. It never runs dry. Thank you, guys. You can sit down. Thanks for your help. So we are servants for Jesus' sake. We are that treasure. We, we have a treasure in an earthen vessel. And the purpose of it is to show Jesus Christ to others. Thirdly, let's look at what the Bible says here. We find this. So not only our treasure is Jesus Christ, but in verses 15 through 18, sharing our treasure with others. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen but to the things that are unseen for the things that are seen are transient but the things that are unseen are eternal you know why we go through difficulties and hardships in life so we can show that grace and mercy and forgiveness towards others and in doing that when we do that guess who they see not us, but they see Jesus Christ because we cannot fabricate, we cannot produce grace and mercy and love and forgiveness on our own. I mean, it's supernatural what God does. It's not me going, yeah, just seemed that person, they needed forgiveness. I gave them a healthy dose of it. Yep, all me, right here. No. God works in us 
And the forgiveness that we pour out, it's not our forgiveness, it's his. That's an amazing ministry that we all have. As we are being transformed by the image of Jesus Christ, we show out that treasure in jars of clay. Now notice the text here. I love this. He says, though our outer self is wasting away. You know, it's kind of a sad thing when you, well, I heard, I heard a story uh, about a guy that his wife found some old negatives of uh, some pictures and she went and had them developed and she was looking at them and it was her and her husband, but they were boyfriend and girlfriend at that time, when they were young, when they were dating. She started looking at, oh wow, look at that. Look how young we were. Look at me, look how slim and trim I was. Look how handsome he was, wow. And so she got him developed and she went to show her husband. She said, look at these pictures. He's, wow, look at that. There's my old 1949 Ford. <laughs> But you know, when we look back at pictures, we sometimes we go, wow, what happened? Man, we can see ourselves. We are wasting away. But notice the text. He says, we are wasting our way, but our inner self is being renewed day by day. Even though our bodies are becoming broken, even though our bodies are falling apart, even though they are just decaying in a constant state of decay, our inner man needs to be renewed day by day. Now that's amazing because here's this jar of clay. You know, if I take this and I bury it in the sand for a thousand years, the elements and things like that would soon begin to destroy this. But if I were to put some kind of valuable treasure inside of it, something that wouldn't fade away, something that would remain constant. Even though this exterior may crumble and fall apart, the treasure inside is still very valuable. We have a great treasure inside of us. And every single day we need to be renewing that inner man so that we can continue to pour, to continue to pour continue to pour out that treasure. And when we're being beaten and afflicted and the, the, the life's difficulties are, are wreaking havoc on our life, we still need to continue to pour, pour out, pour out, pour out. Notice what he says here. He says, for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Life struggles, the things that we are going through here and now is preparing us for glory. God is just doing a little bit of work. He's just polishing us up a little bit. It's hard. It's difficult. Sometimes that friction is, oh man, I, I don't know about that. But God is preparing us and he's helping us to see what he's doing in our lives. And what is that? As we look at the things that are seen, 
but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. The Christian is supposed to live by what? Faith. Things that are not seen. We're to be living for the next world, not this world. We're not supposed to be living for the temporal. We're supposed to be living for the eternal. That is true kingdom living right there. And we can live that here and now by pouring out what Jesus continues to give us. Let's pray together. Lord, I'm so grateful for the life of your son, Jesus. God, your word tells us that he became poor, that we might be made rich. God, you have given us so much. You've given us a gift of mercy. You've given us grace, things that we don't even deserve. Lord, help us not to be selfish. Help us to pour out what has so been freely given towards us. May the life of Jesus be manifested in our lives. May people see Jesus Christ, not us. Please remove self. Please remove our horrible intentions that we are trying to get something out of others. God, may Jesus Christ just shine forth in these jars of clay. I pray for those here, Lord, that are going through some times of difficulty, times of discouragement, times of doubt, times of just seems like everything is falling apart. God, I pray that they will not lose heart. I pray that in this light momentary affliction, that they will see your working hand and that they will know that you're doing an amazing work of grace in their life. Help us to put on display Jesus. I ask this in your name. Amen.